projects are like teeth. Uh, if you ignore them long enough, they'll go away. I learned that, that like 50% of the projects that, that came my way, if I just ignored them for long enough, somebody would come along later and say, yeah, we decided not to build that after all. <laughs> so we don't need that. Episode 50. Yeah. January 2015. This is part two of my Q&A with Avdi Grimm. I guess um, imposter syndrome is something that uh, many people in, in our industry suffer from, at least maybe in the beginning. How, how did you deal with imposter syndrome? That's more like how do I deal with it? Mm -hmm. um, because I, I have regular bouts of, of, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm talking about um, and why, why am I here and why do people listen to me? Um, I don't know. I mean, you just got to, you just got to, I mean, Intellectually, you got to realize that it happens to everyone. Uh, you know, pretty much most of the the heroes that that I have in the industry talk about you know their own feelings of, of imposterness from time to time. So mm -hmm. I know that it, it's common to everyone. Um, and uh, and you know you got to focus on the wins too. You got to focus on on those times when you solved a, a tough problem and and you realized, you know, I just applied knowledge to solve a tough problem and. You know, I made somebody's life easier, somebody's life better that way, or I, I delivered a feature that way. So maybe I do know what I'm talking about. Um, regarding to imposter syndrome, I was thinking that um, in Zen, the beginner mind is actually something very valuable. Mm -hmm. And I think in programming, having a beginner mind is also something that's very useful if you want to be like progressing for a couple of decades. Yeah. So living with imposter syndrome is actually maybe a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I One of the things I try to encourage people to do is I, I try to encourage people to pair program with each other, and specifically not just like people at their you know at, at their companies pair programming pair programming with other people at the same company, but I really try to encourage people to to try to pair with as many different people as they can. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and and one of the one of the objections that I hear to that you know one of the things that people say is, well, I'm a newbie, I'm a newbie programmer, and I don't know much. Um, I'd love to pair with you or I'd love to pair with somebody, you know, somebody that I respect, but I, you know, I feel like why would they ever want to pair with me? Um, because, you know, they're so, they're so far advanced. What could I possibly bring to that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, but, but you're absolutely right. I mean, beginner's mind is something that you bring to the table in and of itself. I mean, that's, that's a valuable thing in and of itself. Um, there are so many, there are so many uh, advantages to, for an expert in working with someone who is a novice, um, that the novice is doing the expert a favor as much as the expert is doing the novice a favor. I mean, you know, the, the opportunity to, to explain things and to sort of, you know, learn to put into words the things that you know, um, that's, you know, that's always been really valuable to me when I've worked with, with beginners. Um, and, uh, you know, the opportunity to, to get sort of re-excited by what I'm doing because I'm sharing something that, you know, is just boring to me, but to them is mind blowing and they're so excited, you know, and that, that I get to benefit from that, that excitement. So, um, you know, when, when you, when you bring, when you work with somebody who you, you view as an expert, you've got to realize that you are doing them a favor as, as much as they're doing you a favor. Where do you like to spend your vacations? Um, 
See, I haven't actually had vacations plural at this point, so I'm not sure I can answer that question. The last uh, vacation that I had, which I'm pretty sure is also the first vaca- proper vacation that I've had, um, at least as an adult, uh, was to the uh, the Smoky Mountains in, in Tennessee. And they're beautiful, and I highly recommend visiting them if you get the chance. Where do you live and where do you come from? I live in in uh, Pennsylvania, in the U.S., um, which is on the East Coast, and I come from more or less the same area. I grew up in, in Maryland, but I, but it's only like 50 miles away from where I live now, so basically been been living you know, on the East Coast of the U.S. my whole life. Do you travel much these days? Uh, yeah, I, I do find myself traveling a lot to conferences. Um, I've, I've been privileged enough uh, that a, a lot of conferences have asked me to come and talk, and and so I do get to travel around the country and a bit over to Europe as well, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty neat. What are your favorite conferences? A dead serious, I don't think I could ever pick a favorite um, because they've all been amazing uh, in their own way. Which is so a very good symptom for this ecosystem, actually. Yeah, I, I cannot think of a, you know, not that I would, I would say which one it was, even if I could think of one, but I can't even think of... A conference where it's like, oh, this is a you know, this is a terrible conference. No, they've all been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really neat, especially in the Ruby community. It's really neat, uh, just uh, how vibrant the the conference ecosystem is. The next one is um, a simple one. What pisses you off? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I try not to spend too much time pissed off. So. <laughs> Any favorite foods? Yes, I like the foods. <laughs> I like pie. Pie <laughs> is always good. Pie and uh, right now in the in the eastern United States, it is approaching one of the the very best times of year, which is uh, autumn and uh, pie season. Mm-hmm. Particularly, well, I mean, okay, all year long is pie season, but this is the time of year when we get fresh apple pie and and pumpkin pie and all mm-hmm. the the really great pies. So, yes, pie is good. What are your favorite programming languages except Ruby and frameworks, maybe? Hmm, interesting question. Favorite programming languages other than Ruby? Um, I've spent a ton of time before my sort of Ruby years in C++. I don't know if I would call that a favorite language, although I don't hate it as much as some people do. Um, Gosh, I, I love Lisp. Um, I've never actually been a proper Lisp programmer, but because I work in Emacs all the time, mm-hmm. I spend a fair amount of time mucking around in Emacs Lisp, and uh, and so I like that a lot. Um, I have a special place in my heart for Tickle. Um, I think it's under underutilized. Um, I doubt I will ever do much Perl again, but I also kind of have a special place in my heart for Perl because of the amazing things that it enabled me to do uh, before I started using Ruby. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm leaving out some really important ones. <sighs> Haskell broke my brain in really good ways way back when I first tried to learn it. Um, I haven't really kept up with it since then, so I can't really remember it, but uh, but it's a, like it's got to be the best programming language for forcing you to think in in functional like new functional ways uh like lisp lets you cheat you know people call lisp a functional programming language but you can totally cheat in lisp you can't cheat in in haskell Mm -hmm. 
and frameworks? I don't know. I mean, so like outside of Ruby? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not outside of Ruby. I mean, like I was saying earlier, I, I um, spend a lot of time, or a lot of my applications, web applications that I write are using Sinatra these days. Uh, so that's that's a definite favorite of mine because it just works so well. Mm-hmm. How did you improve as a developer? How to improve as a developer? Um, I think a lot of it really came with came from working with smart people. Uh, when I was younger, I got to work with a lot of really experienced engineers uh, at my defense contracting job. Uh, and uh, what was that? Yeah, I I, um, I used to work for one of the like the the big four defense contractors, and I wasn't actually doing a lot of defense specific stuff. Um, mostly, I worked on air traffic control systems, civil air traffic control systems. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that was an interesting that was an interesting time, and I yeah, learned a lot about programming that way. Um, I, it was it was interesting because it gave me it gave me good experience, sort of directly, but also sort of accidental, like indirectly. The 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 downside of that whole world, the whole like defense contracting world, uh, which anybody who's who's in it knows what I'm talking about, is that you get a ridiculous amount of slack time, um, just because schedules are are kind of nuts. Like you have you, you have rush time, and then you have times when you're not doing much, and mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Government projects are just there's so much waste in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of times, I, I was, in that world, I kind of learned that that the that projects are like teeth. Uh, if you ignore them long enough, they'll go away. I learned that, that like fifty percent of the projects that that came my way, if I just ignored them for long enough, somebody would come along later and say, "Yeah, we decided not to build that after all, <laughs> so we don't need that." Um, <laughs> you know, and it's also a world where you know, for better or for worse. Um, I was able to kind of skate by a lot of the time, just like doing all the work at the last minute. Um, and it's very, it's very similar to the movie Office Space in many, in many regards. That was a very familiar movie for me. And so, sort of as a result of this, I found myself with a lot of time on my hands, just like fooling around with programming languages and reading WikiWiki, um, you know, the original Wiki uh, by Ward Cunningham and, and friends, um, which is still an amazing repository of software knowledge. And so, like, part of my learning from the, that job was directly from these really smart engineers that, that were around me. Uh, but part of it was because I was goofing off, basically, and uh, learning stuff on my own time, reading WikiWiki, Wiki, playing with Ruby, playing with various programming languages, um, and, and just teaching myself stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of what I know as a programmer, um, I mean, I have very little formal education, uh, a lot of it just comes from the amazing wealth of resources that are out there on the internet, just free for learning. 